Are you struggling to find the right broker to take advantage of opportunities in the market? Are you looking to trade commodities, shares, or even crypto? Even if you don't know much about trading, you can learn all about it by visiting Capital.com's website. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. Capital.com is a global trading platform with over half a million users. Visit Capital.com and start your trading journey today. You're listening to Conversations with Lulu. I'm Lulu Khazan, an entrepreneur living in Dubai, an investor, a mother, and your host. Even before starting my entrepreneurial journey in 2011 with Nabbish.com, I've had my fair share of transformations, and I've had the opportunity to build a great and diverse network of amazing people along the way. This podcast is an extension of my learning journey and a way for me to share some insights. If you'd like to sponsor our show, you can connect with me on lulu.hazen at gmail.com. My first guest on the show is a serial entrepreneur whose latest venture is the number one music streaming platform in the Middle East and North Africa region with over 24 million users and 34 million songs and counting. Anrami, this little startup launched out of Beirut, Lebanon in 2011, has had a meteoric rise and plenty of successes and setbacks along the way. Today, Anrami remains headquartered in Beirut, but has offices in Saudi Arabia, Egypt and Dubai. Anrami is Ali Habib's fifth business, and we're going to get into his journey and touch on some of Anrami's secret sauce for growth, as well as what the future holds. Before sitting down with him, I asked around and spoke to a few people on his team to learn more about Ali as a person, as well as a leader. And a couple of things came out. One, he is a genius. Two, Someone wished that he could become Lebanon's next leader. Three, he is loved by his team. Four, he throws legendary parties. And five, he's a great cook. You know, I think I learn most of the things when I'm actually, you know, not exactly working, quote unquote. So uh, every day in the morning, I like to read. And uh, at night, I I like to, if, if possible, not daily, uh, but, you know, I like to cook because it, it enables me to do something else and to, at the same time, figure out, you know, the, the, the whole thing about creation process is something that I enjoy. Whether I'm creating a product or launching a, uh, launching a plan somewhere or, you know, cooking something, it's exactly the same passion and the same, you know, uh, trying to figure out what are the ingredients you want to use. Uh, sometimes it's just opening the pantry and figuring out what do I have and based on this, trying to cook up something. It's exactly what made us good in Anrami. We never had a lot of anything. We had a very small pantry since the beginning in Anrami and we realized that that's what's going to allow us to focus on profitability. But for us, since the beginning, as I said, we had, we were restricted and because we were restricted, we got to where we are right now. If you had a lot, 
we would probably be struggling because, you know, we had a lot and we, you know, it's, it would be hard. It would be easy to spend a lot. We never spent a lot. We always realized that, you know, we have a restricted quote unquote pantry. And same thing with the cooking for me. It's <laughs> figuring out how, what am I going to do something that is nice uh, without me having to go out and buy stuff right now because I never plan what I want to cook. That's what the beauty of working in a business like Angami. You know, we, people think that we're doing music and you know, it's a music app, so we're targeting consumers and it's not supposed to be that complicated. Uh, and right now we're at 117 people and we're probably the smallest team in the music streaming service uh, services worldwide comparatively to the market that we serve, obviously. Uh, so, I mean, we're not, not going to compare to Spotify. I think they have 4,200 employees. Uh, but our product versus Spotify is definitely not, I mean, there is, they're not 40 times better or whatever. That thing where, you know, trying to be profitable is baked from inception. So it was something you had in mind from the beginning. You, you were very conscious about being a profitable business. I mean, I, that's not my first business. And Rami is my fifth. And Your fifth? Yes. That's my first VC-funded business, right? But when I started, you know, in 2010, started thinking about Rami, 2011, launched it, we realized that we needed money. I mean, at the time, we launched with one million, which is now a seed for a for an app that's doing, I don't know, uh, I don't know, forms app, whatever, something basic would 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 launch with more than one million today. So we wanted to launch Rami, uh, uh and... And we looked at the VC and I started, you know, cold emailing people on LinkedIn. Okay. I still have the replies. Most of them were like, why are you doing this? Do something else. I mean, there's Apple in music. So, uh, so Apple was the, I mean, that was the response that there is Apple. Most of them at the time. It's, yeah. I'm saying in 2011. We have Apple a massive was, market here though. It's, it's, and, and you were, you were the first. We were, we were, we started on Rami before Apple came to the Middle East on iTunes. Okay. Apple came 2014, if memory serves. Uh, we started in 2011, end of 2011. Uh, but again, people were not like, you know, who's going to pay for music in the Middle East? Everybody pirate stuff. I mean, again, so I, I, I looked up, uh, I, we called mail mostly in LinkedIn, but eventually we got to VCs. When we launched, we launched with $1 million. We had deals with Rotana, Universal, Sony, Warner. We had an app for iOS, an app for Android, and all of that, we had even some money left with $1 million. So that's how, I mean, it makes sense for me because at the beginning, we're making a business. A business is supposed to generate profits. And ideally, you should have millions of funders for your business, not one VC, two VC, but it should be millions. Why? Those are called customers. Okay. Your customers fund your business. That's, that's the basic stuff, right? So tell me something about the early days. I read somewhere that, um, uh, that when you started, uh, basically monetizing the service, a bunch of people, uh, when you launched and people started downloading music, and I think there was a cap on, on, uh, on how much they can download. And then they like unsubscribe. What can you? Yeah, the story. I, I thought it was, I thought it was, can you, can you tell, launched, can you share yeah. some stories? I'll show you, I'll share two. One of them relevant to you, uh, to, to, to the story I just said right now. Which is when we launched, uh, people, uh, thought that, okay, they will subscribe. Uh, they sub, I mean, some obviously <laughs> not a big number at the time, but they started subscribing, 
and they were like subscribe for a month, download within that month like thousand, two thousand songs. Then okay, we have two thousand songs on Rami. It works offline and everything is fine. And this is the library that we need. And then second month, they unsubscribe and then go. Uh, it's like use the app. The app cannot work anymore on offline. And then they were like, "You're a scam. You, 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 you you're. I mean, robbers, whatever." And they were going to sue you and stuff like that. And you know, we all of that and a lot more goes to something that we call educating. For us, uh, when we launched, we were, we thought, you know, uh, it's going to be big immediately. It was big because our, our business plan indicated we we're going to have like 300,000 users the first year. We ended up having a million the first three months. So wow. obviously it was bigger than what we expected. But at the same time, people wanted to pay was not as big as we expected at the beginning. For them in 2011, music is for free. I mean, why would I have to pay for music was most of the answers. And then, uh, you know, it took us a while to educate people. When, when, uh, when iTunes launched and they were paying $1 for a song and then realized they could pay with five songs, get unlimited amount of streaming on Angami, it helped us. When Netflix launched 2016, probably in the Middle East or something like that, we actually benefited. Why? Why? Exactly. Education. Again, people were actually paying to, to watch Netflix and, 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 you know, that concept of, you know, streaming whereby you pay to access became more, uh, you know, Common, Normal, common, common for others. So all of that education. So when other, even other streaming services came to the region, uh, it validated what we were doing. And the region, what the region wants is, you know, when 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 I when I'm when people say localization, what does localization mean? Most of the people think that okay, I'm gonna do uh, right to left, uh, right in Arabic, and you know, my app is local. I mean, that's not local. Local is actually understanding the mindset of the users in the region. So another thing that when we launched, you, you were asking for me, uh, the story is like, I remember it was March 2012. I had made from my previous business, I was pretty in tune with push not SMS notifications. We, we, we had built a system in my previous business. So I had made on in March when we launched Angami, the, the premium paying service, I made a system where whenever I get a new subscriber, I get an SMS. It was cool, right? It invigorated the people. It was so, so cool for the day that we launched. At that night, I went to the movies. So it was like looking at the, my phone. My phone was ringing way more than usual. Okay. At the end of the, at the end of the movie, I had over 100 unread messages. And like I walked out of the movie. I said, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow right because i was getting so many subscriptions during that i mean over 100 within the two hours and i'm saying 2011 i mean was very small at the time and then we realized the next day that some uh, i mean that not someone that a lot were actually benefiting from a hack available on on iphone (laughs) so they were hacking the the subscription and, you know, being able to redeem, I mean, the app would think that this guy paid whereby he's actually doing a hack uh, in an iTunes hack at the time. Uh, it was called Zeptolabs hack. So we, it took us a day to understand that 90% of those sales were fake. 
Wow. Uh, or 80%. I don't remember the number, but it was high. Despite the subscriptions not being, quote-unquote, real, it showed that there was an interest in the service. Or, as Ali explains, Anrami was able to assert that there is a need for the music service and it was only a matter of figuring out the commercial side of things and creating incentives for people to pay for a premium subscription. Out of the 24 million users on Anrami today, just under 2 million are paying subscribers, which in itself is a great achievement for a business out of this region. Although they introduced a subscription model and payment in 2012, they only really began conversions, which means getting users of the free service to pay a subscription fee in 2017. It took us a while. One, it was wrong. We should not have waited that much. Uh, two, because we thought that, you know, let's let's get a bigger base and then convert it. Uh, that's that's wrong. In hindsight, it's wrong. It should have started before. But for us, we were not able to focus on everything at one, at the same point in time because we were building something honestly very complicated uh, that spans so many devices yeah. and everything built it in house. You know, for me, this is core. I'm not going to outsource any core. We've only outsourced the Windows Phone app and the Nokia app in 2012 that was my last outsource uh, since 2012 we never outsourced anything and we've been slowly moving stuff that we pay for as a SaaS into Angami so for because profitability so for instance if I'm actually uh, trying a service and I like the service and it's useful then you know after a year or two whatever when I get when we get time we actually write the same service to to us, I mean, adapt to us and, you know, move it in, internally. And that will allow me to save. Uh, and that will create a lot of challenge for my team. And my team start having small baby projects that, you know, they adopt and that they enjoy. Leadership means that I don't only have, you know, my customers, my artists, my brands, my telcos, but I have my team at heart. So my team thinks about the rest. I have to think additionally about the team. So sometimes I say, okay, I will give the team something that they want. They want to build something new. Uh, and that is joy, joy for them. It's a joy for engineers to have a challenge to build something. So you said close to 2 million users are basically subscribers. Paying subscribers. Uh, are paying subscribers. There's n no uh, media service or, or, you know, a subscription service that has as many sub paid subscribers as us uh, in the Middle East. In the region, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether... You're, music... you're broader than Middle East, right? You talk, I mean, we, are you we, MENA or... I mean, our... Our core is Middle East, North Africa. That's our core. We obviously have 15% of our paid subscribers that come from abroad. Okay. Uh, but again, our focus is the Middle East, North Africa. Uh, why? Because we, we, we understand our users and we localized our business differently. So, for instance, I'm going back to localization, which is what you asked. Uh, we, most of our subscribers pay us via telcos. As far as I know, Netflix has zero payment opportunity with tel uh, telcos right now in the Middle East. For us, 
uh, understanding our user base means being where the users are and how they can pay. We offer tel- 36 telco payment methods today. We obviously get payments via iTunes or Google Play, via credit card also. And again, we offer not just a monthly payment method like others do, but we don't com- we don't look at others, honestly. We look at how people pay. For people, they're used to pay micro, right? So and small numbers. Uh, so in 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 Egypt, for instance, you can you can subscribe to Angami by the day. The day you you use Angami, you pay. The day you don't use, you don't pay. Okay. You can subscribe to Angami by week in Saudi. To have a special day to take your uh, your girlfriend, you subscribe for a day. You can still. I mean, music. the point is, you don't have <laughs> the point is you don't have as much data capabilities uh, in 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 certain places. So yeah. basically, you don't you don't have unlimited data to use, uh, and you don't have uh, you know one of the reasons that. For instance, the number of hours, I mean, one of the metrics that we regularly look at is how many hours in a day people listen to music. Yeah. That number has been significantly higher in Europe and the U.S. than on in, in the Middle East for all services, right? It's been growing for us, thankfully, but still it's it f- falls short to what someone in the U.K. listens per day. Okay. Why? Why? It's kind of very obvious commuting. Why? I mean, people walk to work or with their earphones, headphones on. They go to using the tube, uh, you know, the transport in common, you know, to, to, from their work or their offices or, or their school or whatever. In our case, that's in most of the Middle East, that's not the case. Really? If you're stuck in uh, Beirut traffic or uh, Cairo traffic. <laughs> but you're stuck in your car most of the time. Uh, so okay, you're not to in the radio. Exactly. So you listen to the radio. Exactly. So for us, the consumption of Angami in the car grows more and more, which is great. But again, commuting is what would scale uh, that more. And when this happens, yes, you know, we, we, this will drive to the next step. So yes, we the market is big uh, and is still very much unpenetrated, uh, as you originally said. I agree. Uh, but it need, we need way more time and we need a different approach to do it. So the way we grew, uh, it took us a while to get to those payment methods that we, that I mentioned. Uh, 2019 was the first year whereby we scaled this pretty well. And it was a massive year for us. Again, referring to the question about competition, uh, it, 2019 was a year whereby we had uh, the first real competition in the Middle East. Uh, with Spotify launching late 2018, Deezer, and eventually YouTube Music launching in 2019. And it was the biggest year for Angami in terms of uh, users, paying subscribers, revenue, yeah. profits. And you, you get PR anytime they, they have something, right? Because you're, exactly. you're, you're, you're in the new, they're in the news and they're going to talk about the local uh, app as well. Yeah, but I don't think it's just that. It's also, again, uh, it's education that we've built over time. Uh, even if, you, if your dad owns a McDonald's and the Burger King opens next to you for the first time, you're going to walk in and you want to try McDonald's, uh, yeah. Burger King. It's human. And, and we, uh, I mean, we're open to that. I mean, we're clearly not going to tell people don't use any other apps. Mm. And we think anyone who've been using Angami 
uh, for a while and go to check Deezer would come back running to Angami. And that's what validated. And that's why we got the biggest cheer in Angami. I mean, we clearly, I'm not saying that everybody came back to Angami, but the mo- by the most per- biggest percentages, they came back and they subscribed. But for me, honestly, the, the competition is not what I just mentioned. I mean, uh, one for us, competition is um, piracy by far. So when you say that there's a lot of opportunities, yes, most of the people uh, still listen to music by either radio or piracy. Uh, I include YouTube free, the YouTube free as a piracy. I mean, I, I would still say it's piracy because of the, the law of YouTube. I mean, whatever lack of law on YouTube, anybody can upload anything to YouTube. So a lot of people sometimes say that this song does not, you don't have that song. It's yeah. available on YouTube. Yeah. It's like because somebody uploaded it on YouTube and it's just fine. That does not mean that it's legally uh, licensed. Yeah. But then again, we cannot compete with this. Ideally, for me, I'm not looking at who's using Spotify and uh, capturing those people or Deezer or whatever. It still is nothing. There's very small numbers that Spotify have or Deezer has in the region. But for me, it's who's still not using uh, a streaming service, who's still on piracy and trying to get the message out so people try it, uh, try us. And we've been using it. We've been creating our app differently. We're not like others. I mean, if you use Angami uh, for five minutes and then you use others, you, you either prefer Angami or prefer others, but you can't say that we're exactly the same. We've been, we've been saying for a while that, you know, music streaming services are alike. They're exactly like, they look alike. And we think there's a lot of opportunity to be different, but my competition is not again those music services. If I'm, if, if, if I had to choose, my competition is user attention. So basically, will user open on Rami or he would go watch, a movie. Th- watch Netflix or yeah. play on, on Fortnite or go, uh, uh on Instagram, right? The, the competition is any other app on the phone because the user eventually at one point in time downloads like 100 apps, then eventually end up using 10, 15 apps. Most of them are on his home screen. I want my competition is the other apps on the home screen. A major event in the Anrami story was their deal with Rotana Music. Rotana is a record company headquartered in Dubai and is the biggest music production house in the global Arabic music industry. As they were starting up in 2011, and before streaming services were considered the norm, and Rami offered to pay Rotana a licensing fee in return for being the exclusive online streaming platform featuring these artists. The partnership lasted for six years before Rotana chose to sign an exclusive deal with a new competitor on the horizon, Deezer. Rotana was a marketing, a big marketing stunt for us because we needed to be on the map and having an exclusivity in 2011 and then again, renewed in 2014 was, was very good for us on PR level. So we knew how to play it on the PR angle at the time. And we obviously needed it. I'm not saying we did not need it. I'm not, don't, not saying it wasn't helpful for us, but the PR of having something exclusive was more important than the actual price of the exclusivity, exclusivity in 2000, uh, on the renewal in 2014. 
when the the last renewal started the the rotana was asking for massive numbers uh that were so it's it was a big increment from what you had it was uh, a huge or, increment okay it was it was a tremendously huge increment i don't know i i can't find the english word to describe <laughs> it we were willing to meet them halfway which is still way too much i mean we debated whether we were willing to pay actually that huge number to to Rotana, which would be several times over what we've ever paid all semi, all labels ever. I, again, the deal that happened with Deezer, with Rotana, with Walid bin Talal, was a smart deal for Walid bin Talal, not a smart deal for Deezer, obviously. It's a very smart deal for Walid bin Talal because Walid bin Talal is getting back $100 million over 10 years from Deezer. I mean, he did an investment, but he's getting back 100 million. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's a good investment. I can definitely say that we've had the biggest uh, year ever in Angami last year, and we did the 70% increase in revenues from the year before. Wow. Uh, I mean, if by just saying that, I, I was just calculating to make sure that I'm saying the good number. But the point is, it's 69, actually. But the point is... Simple. 2018, we lost Rotana. 2018, September, Deezer started, or October, and Spotify, roughly a couple of weeks later, started. YouTube came in June, July, in this 2019, and we did the biggest revenue growth ever. That means probably Rotana or Deezer or whatever did not affect us as much, right? We, we, we do a lot of mistakes we did not do a mistake by not renewing Rotana. And I'm very proud that I did not pay that obscene amount uh, to Rotana. Uh, so you found the word. Yeah, obscene, obscene. was a good one. So we spoke a lot about the uh, the users and the benefits to the users. What, what do you think you've done for the artists in the region? Has it... Uh, you know, I mean, are we are we a region uh, that creates artists, that produces a lot of artists, or are we a consumer uh, type region like in, you know, a lot of other aspects? What's what kind of, uh, you know, impact do you think you've you've had on the artists? Yeah, we study this stuff. I mean, it's a great question. Uh, we study this stuff and we're proud with some stuff that we did. One, yes, we there are artists that would have not made it uh, without us. Uh, example, Nasif Zaytoun, uh, he's, um, he's a Syrian artist at Space in Lebanon. I mean, he has more, uh, followers on Ngami than on social media originally. And we massively supported him. And, you know, the, the I think Ngami was clearly very important for him. There are many others uh, beside him that we actually helped launch in, in the region. And they, they had the mouthpiece a mouthpiece to launch and to, you know, reach users. And then Rami introduced that. And over the past couple of years, we've been doing originals, trying to push artists and trying to help different type of artists launch on Angami. And we've pre- created the system whereby we allow them to promote their songs on Angami to reach other, uh, uh, to reach a user base that might like their song based on our machine learning systems. And, We've managed to push a lot of artists and, you know, we've produced multiple originals, multiple by, I think, like 50 songs roughly right now. And we're launching, we just launched the Khaliji song with Ayyad and he's a 
Saudi artist. We just launched it. Uh, so we're, we're continuously helping and creating, uh, and, and helping new artists to launch or old artists, or I mean, not old, but different type of artists to launch. So we're found, we found in brands a good opportunity. So right now we've, we've launched, I think, over 10 songs in the past few months for brands. What does that mean? I mean, brands create, we've created songs in association with brands. So basically the brands are actually helping the production of, of those songs. So they pay for the production. Exactly. So for instance, Miras, we've done something with Miras in, in Dubai, whereby a Khaliji artist sang in English in, in a, a cover of Billie Eilish song and other song, Khalifa Nasser. Uh, so we, and we're creating multiple songs like that. And in Egypt also, we've done it. So we're trying to figure out, you know, because creating a song, uh, costs money. And, and the point is like we, we're, we want creation. Uh, eventually, maybe with creation comes a small period whereby the song is available only on Angami, but eventually we want that artist to grow, right? I of mean, course. to grow wherever. If he grows out of Angami, he's going to eventually, uh, you know, acknowledge Angami yeah. and he's going to come back to Angami. You know, Netflix, uh, Apple TV Plus, uh, Amazon, they all have massive budgets for uh, creation, for content creation. I mean, this, this should be something, right, for, uh, for you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And we're, we're looking into that. I mean, we obviously, as I said, we've created a lot of content, but music and, and move and, I mean, what about services, podcasts, you know, yeah, things like that? Music, I mean, music services and video services are different, right? And in Netflix, you'll find some content, some video content, and Amazon, some video content, and Apple TV, some video content. It's not a, you know, it's not a supermarket where you find everything, right? Uh, in, in music, people expect to get everything. So when you have that particular differentiation, you get to a point whereby you're working with labels and you're competing with them at the same time. So you don't think basically the, the behavior would be for music apps the same as the TV apps whereby you might have multiple subscriptions, uh, you know, uh, to be able to watch different movies and eventually, and so eventually, on. I mean, you know, uh, People in the region don't have much residual income as in abroad. Even, you know, in the U.S., people don't necessarily have multiple subscriptions. Uh, the age, the, the people who watch a lot Netflix and, you know, Disney and whatever, those movies are their, uh, t- the, the, the teens and the early twenties. They have a lot of time on their hands. And those are uh, generally who commit to watch series. Those don't necessarily will uh, will not get multiple subscriptions. People who are older, okay, uh, like thirties, forties, and up, they would subscribe to more because for them it's it's fine. I mean, they they can afford it. They yeah. can afford to have more than one. With time, it will get to it to us, but it's not there yet. Would I, you would you do film? We've done an experience, an experiment where we launched uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, and it was a massive uh, experiment that we did. It's a great story because we... we Why I, did you do that, by the way? Like, what's... what? Because uh, one... What was the rationale behind it? Uh, very, yeah, very clear rationale for us. If you... Wa- just imagine you're walking in a mall every day, but you're only allowed to spend a certain amount, a fixed amount in the mall per month. Of money or of time? Yeah, of money. Yeah. Does that make sense? Does that make sense if you go to uh, the, I don't know, uh, Dubai mall and they tell you you spend already $10 this month, you can't spend anymore? Would that make sense to you? No. no okay. <laughs> okay. That's the same thing. 
how exactly would why exactly would a streaming service or any service or any app be at a point whereby okay you, I got five dollars from you this month thank you I can't offer you anything more all right the system is wrong <laughs> the music streaming uh, system just does not make sense so what, I mean if what you, you look at an app uh... Fortnite I don't know they, some people spend thousands of dollars on Fortnite some people don't spend anything some people spend ten dollars a month depends and music streaming services is like either zero or I don't know, $5 or 7.5 for a family plan, right? For me, I mean, a business that has a fixed or maximum ARPU is a stupid business. And that's what I want to change. And for me, this was the experiment in, in 2019. Can I, uh, can I get people to spend more? I mean, if, if a person was paying for Angami for $5 and I give him Game of Thrones and And How much him, was it? Five dollars? No, it was two dollars. Two dollars. It's not. It wasn't for the money. It wasn't for the amount of money. It was for the concept. So, so the people, people subscribe, spend, watch it, and then unsubscribe. What was the behavior? Yeah, I mean, no, we still. I mean, we we still have people subscribe because we have. So, so other was it stuff. was it like a uh, like a, a awareness exercise or was it, it was a, a, a share we of wallet test. exercise? No, it was a test. So basically, we everything we do, we like to test. Yeah. What's, so we what's the saying that you have? And God will trust, and the rest we test. <laughs> That's an old saying. Yeah, it's for us. It's old. It's still. Uh, it still resonates. I mean, the idea was: Is a music streaming service a fixed ARPU business? Can I increase my ARPU or not? And it was a great experiment. We saw people who are free users converting. We saw people who are paid premium plus users for uh, music converting, and you know, we saw new users coming to convert. So it was a massive exercise. And the beauty of it, that's probably the first time I talk publicly about it. We agreed with OSN on a Monday afternoon to do this. The launch of Game of Thrones uh, was Sunday morning. Okay, in, in GCC so time. Six days. Yeah, less than that. So we actually created, changed the app Introduce those functionalities for video and the second subscription and launched it uh, within the week and launched it on iOS and Android on web within the week. The next week we launched it on Samsung and LG. And really, I mean, we did all of that in two weeks. We added functionality for to continue playing, uh, skip intro, uh, translations, all of that within the week. Wow. That was massive. It was one of the best weeks of Angami, whereby people literally, I mean, I think there are like 40, 50 people who barely slept that week, literally barely slept. Uh, I was like really the most proud person in the team. I mean, I was proud of my team. What were they doing? And, you know, I proved that we can launch a small, I mean, obviously it's not a Netflix, but it was small, but it was decent enough. And it was a proof of concept, a proof of concept that we did with probably the biggest series in the, in the, in the world at this year. Clearly, if we had planned it before, we'd have made way better. By the way, we did not do any marketing. We did not spend a dollar on Facebook ads or Twitter or whatever, any kind of ads, zero marketing. We wanted it, to, we wanted clearly just to say. So that you promoted it within the app. Basically. We promoted it within the That's app. That's how the news Because came the whole, the whole idea is, 
and we did a social, just mentioned it on social, but no promotion, no payment, no, no money spent on anything uh, other than, you know, building it. Uh, but the point is, uh, for us, it was a proof that we can grow the ARPU. That I, whether I want to offer, I don't know. Just to be clear, game. ARPU is revenue per user. Just yeah, aver- yeah, average revenue per user, sorry. The point is, uh, we proved that, you know, increasing so, ARPU is uh, the way of how you grow revenue. So it's and something you want to, you want, it was a test, it was a proof of concept. It's something that you, you think you might yeah, I, uh, look I, into. Yeah, I, I honestly believe that Dubai Mall should not fix you at $10 okay. per month. Good yeah. analogy. Yeah. When you and I had a long, long chat in 2017, I remember how open you were and how transparent and uh, and you're very logical and, and analytical and you're not kind of worried to share information. And it's, you know, it seems that this is how you are as a, as a leader as well. Um, I heard that you like to challenge people and you like it when people challenge you. Uh, I heard it that you always have uh, like a, a coaching kind of men- mentorship role versus like I'm the boss, you do as I say type role. Uh, how important has that been, you know, in, in growing Anrami? Uh, so basically, one thing, you know, uh, prelude is like, I've never been employed. Uh, I've always built businesses. So I've since since, since I was since, since I was at my first year at university, <coughs> I was already had a I already had a business. I, w- I was already shipping software to a company. Uh, since I was 18. You're, you're a computer science. Yes. Uh, I, I computer major. science, then computer engineering. I, I unfortunately did the masters. I, I, I mean, it's a waste of time, but then, um, <laughs> so the point is I, I did, I always learned by my own. Um, I've learned more from books, uh, than from other people. So, and I actually did a lot of mistakes at the beginning, uh, from my, uh, on my own role. I mean, I could have learned with someone else, but I did not. Interesting. So I, I I think most of that created le- uh, the leadership things that I've learned. I learned from scouts because I was a scout. Uh, so uh, I learned a lot of from there. One of the very important things that I've learned was you walk at the be- uh, at the front, you know, you that you don't leave your team. Uh, I mean, as a leader, you have to be at the front. You have to actually show by example what you do. So in the office, I don't have a room where I sit on my own and I, you know, I, I sit with my team uh, on couches or on any table or wherever. Uh, sometimes I sit in a room, obviously, because I have meetings. But uh, the point is, I think... I want my team to ask me questions and being with them will be normal for them to ask me questions. I want to to support them uh, to listen to what they say uh, when they don't want to say it, right? Because they discussing stuff to understand whether, you know, the pulse of my team, how they're go- doing so I can do better with them because I keep on learning from them and I keep on, you know, you have analytics for your users. You see who, where they're coming or wherever. And what's your analytics for your team? One of them is listening to them and being with them. All our talent have started with us. Angami was their first mobile app, let's say, uh, for 100% of them. Uh, But for 99% of them, it was their first job. You know, we've grown talents out of universities. We've grown talent by mentoring them, by spending time to teach them uh, the ropes and by pushing them to do, uh, you know, good stuff after the other. And... uh, you know, my team, technically speaking, 
I, I, you know, I, I, I absolutely have no ego on myself, but I think they're one of the best teams in the region relatively to their scale, obviously, because, you know, uh, Karim has, I don't know, it's in many hundreds between Dubai and Pakistan and Berlin. Uh, in, in my case, you know, it's very small amount of engineers, but you know, we, every engineer does a lot. And, you know, it's not just about engineers, it's about everybody else. In terms of leadership, I think, the, I try to answer the why. You know, I've learned a lot of leadership from scouts days and I learned even more from my kids. You know, you can't, you can't just shout on a kid, tell him, do this and then he will do it. And you can't walk on a, on an engineer and tell him, I'm your boss, do this. I mean, it just does not make sense. If you do it, that should be the last thing you do. I mean, if you do it, then you should probably go home, right? Take a break that day because you're probably failing. We want them to feel that their work is a mission and they're participating in a mission of Angami. And if we succeed, it's part of them. Attrition is not high. And people who've left Angami mostly have left it because they wanted to travel out of Lebanon to take different challenges after many years. I've had people, uh, you know, leaving Angami to go to Facebook, Google, Apple, Snapchat, Amazon, uh, LinkedIn, Palantir. I mean, I've, I have not had people leaving Angami to go to small companies or wherever. For me, I still want people leaving Angami to build their own businesses. And I hope I'll be actually their first seed investors with, with a team. You know, we're not a family. Family means that you that they come like that. You you can't pick your family. You pick your team. We pick our team and we we love the team. I love, I respect the team and I have the least ego because I think they are the cause of the success. You know, I just steer the ship. I help everybody, but they are the doers. One of the coolest feature I've discovered on Anrami is the ability to follow people and learn about their taste in music. You can also chat with them, which is quite the social feature. But as we humans continue to find multiple ways to interact within a platform, the social aspect of Anrami seems to come in handy in an entirely different use case. We have a lot of people that started dating out of Anrami and met so each other. So they like the same music. And yes, uh, and they started looking at what they're listening, others are listening, they are chatting. And we have also the inverse, people who break up and then start started stalking, start stalking their, their, you know, their previous boyfriend to see if he's listening to heartbreak songs or he's happy or stuff. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of stalking people on Anrami becomes, you know, Something that people do. Is that, uh, is that an issue though? No, it's not. I mean, you can put, you can create your, you can put your. Can you uh, like block someone or? You can block, you can put your, your profile as private, not get anybody see it or ah, okay. uh, let only f- your friends see it. You know, it's like, like Instagram. I okay. mean, you're not, you're, you're not obliged to have a public profile. It's okay. up to you. Uh, but, I, but in the same thing, people would, people are, uh, right now look at what people do on Facebook and Instagram and wherever. On Angami, they do the same thing, but it's more personal because based on the mood that you're listening to, you can conclude whether this guy, you know, is hurting. Up. Yes. <laughs> so I can actually, we can, we can literally. But he might know. use it to play great songs, you know, just to spite her or yeah, maybe, you know, the maybe other way around. If he knows. But the point is, uh, you know, we can detect, you know, we're very connected to the mood of the people. So we can detect when people break up simply because of the shift of m- listening music. Wow. Right? 
I mean, we well, well, do they listen to more Arabic music on Anrami or I mean, more English? No, or, there's uh, no, uh, there's no global rule, right? It depends on you know what's what's nice is that a lot listen to multiple. I mean, to the two, right? Um, we got a good percentage of users listen to English songs a lot of the time, Arabic songs uh, sometimes. So it's mixed. In certain countries, let's say in, in Saudi, they listen to more Arabic to, than international. In, in Dubai, UAE, they listen to more international than Arabic for obvious reasons. You have way more foreigners than Arabs over here. So it's very mixed. It's not, it's not one size fits all. So is social a big thing? Like, cause I mean. Social is retention for us. Okay. Yes, social is a big thing. So they spend more time yeah. because of these features yes. and they're and chatting. Exa- yes. And, and, Trust me, if someone uses those features and go to Deezer, it's going to find it boring as hell. Okay. And, you know, we've, we've validated this many times over. Anrami is exploring ways to fund and create original music in addition to podcasts because their podcast listenership is growing in the double digits in our region. As he looks back at his entrepreneurial journey, Eli highlights the responsibility of the Middle East's first wave of entrepreneurs to give back to the startup community in the form of practical tips versus only focusing on fundraising and quote-unquote success stories. I'm sad when I'm invited to a lot of conferences sometimes and I actually miss a lot intentionally because I see that they're the same. When when someone goes and say, yeah, I raised hundreds of millions and I've built this and built that, all is great, I'm king ass, that is... Not, you know, I'm not watching a movie over here. What did I gain out of those topics? Nothing. I want to be part of discussions where we say, this is how we do things. This is how we scale. This is how we push our people. This is how we actually manage to launch products. This is what we look at. This is the analytics. This is our, you know, a b- balance sheet understanding that you need to spend less than what you make otherwise you're gonna go you know you're gonna go bankrupt at the country and so the point is this is whereby i feel that i want to be part of the 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 education experience same thing how we educated people about angami and we were educated about what not to do and what to do whatever we need that really interaction whereby we can talk like Giraz, the podcast, I don't know if you, if you listen to it, where you say how we did, he interviews people on how you did how it. it. Yeah, and this is exactly what we need to do. How did we do it? How did you scale that way? What worked? What didn't work? And we're supposed to be transparent. I mean, if I tell you what I did, would I lose anything? You probably, I'm going to gain at the end because if you do it, if you, if you succeed, you're going to help me if I'm in need of help and you don't have the economy. So we're supposed to do that way. It's The problem is in a lot of cases right now in the Middle East as a whole, we're a closed society. We don't want to talk about failures. I agree. And I think unless we snap out of it and start talking, start sharing experiences, you know, when I go to Silicon Valley, uh, p- more people share experiences yeah. with me than when I'm in Beirut or Dubai or Cairo, uh, it does not make sense. Yeah, 100%. I, I was shocked, actually, when I went to Silicon Valley and, and I saw how people comfortably share numbers and share details. Oh, I mean, yeah, why not? Uh, I mean, we and, share. And this is part of the learning, right? I mean... Yeah, but we're still at a phase where... It's not a zero-sum game. Yes, we're still at a... F- phase whereby we think we're not supposed to share. If I say this idea, somebody's going to do it before me. Yeah. And it's never about the idea. 
I'll tell you the idea. I'll tell you how I did it. And go do it, do it different, do it better, whatever. And eventually I'm going to benefit if you do it. And, and I see you do it differently. I'm going to benefit from it. Uh, it's, we have to be open. We have to be transparent. That's what I've been doing in Angami as a company. Uh, I don't have time to do, to, to engage in this stuff, but maybe one day I will. Uh, but I, I promise that anybody who reach out to me, uh, on my email, I, I'll try to reply. You know, I reply to a lot. I met, met a lot. Sometimes I don't reply because I forget and then there's no, someone doesn't remember, uh, remind me. And the point is, uh, uh, there's a saying in you Arabic. You to help. There, yeah, there's a saying in Arabic is, uh, is, uh, it's the same thing. You're supposed to, if you need something from someone, bank. One, two, three times. It's yeah. okay. Forget your ego. Uh, I think if you're building is, a business, is an issue. sorry, ego is an issue. Ego. I called him and he didn't answer and blah blah. It's blah. fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ego. You when you're building a business, you leave your ego back home at your parents' place and you go uh, build a business without ego. I mean, you're gonna screw up multiple times and you're gonna have to say that I did wrong. And you're going to have to tell your team you did wrong. It's, you're, you're not supposed to write on your LinkedIn, I raised, uh, I don't know, $50 million. That's not, raising money is not a medal. Raising money means taking loan. Yeah. Taking a loan is not a medal. It's supposed to be. That's why when we raised money, I've never came and said, we raised X. I mean, why? Yeah. I mean, I took a loan. Who would advertise taking a loan? Yes, I've, I've, I've gathered one million more customers that's giving, that are giving me money. Yes, I'm proud of it. Yeah. But I'm not proud of taking a loan. <coughs> I think. Fantastic. Fantastic advice, I think, to wrap up, uh, this, this discussion to great advice to entrepreneurs at the end. Leave your ego at home if you're thinking of building a business. I love that. Thank you very much, Eli. It was, Thank you, it was Lulu. amazing, amazing. Thank, Thank you, you for your good time. Luck on your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for joining me on this inaugural episode. You can find this and all future episodes of Conversations with Lulu in your favorite podcast player, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anrami, and Deezer. You can also find the video version of the interview on my YouTube channel, Conversations with Lulu. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can support the show by subscribing for free and leaving us a review in Apple Podcasts. You can also reach out to me for feedback or for sponsorship requests via my Instagram account at luluchazen or via email at lulu.chazen at gmail.com. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with Nadim Samara, the CEO of Omnicom Media Group, OMG, for the MENA region. See you then and stay safe. Are you struggling to find the right broker to take advantage of opportunities in the market? Are you looking to trade commodities, shares, or even crypto? Even if you don't know much about trading, you can learn all about it by visiting Capital.com's website. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. Capital.com is a global trading platform with over half a million users. Visit Capital.com and start your trading journey today.